Hello, and welcome back to the Wacky Wonderful Show. This is week uh, four, four of think. Star Wars. Yeah, we're this is another episode we're going to be doing for Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars. The, the Star Wars. Um, I'm Joe. I am Wyatt. You may know us from the WiseWorks podcast. If yes. you don't, you should check that out. Or the WiseWorks Studio channel. That's true. We're all up in there as well. Doing our reaction stuff. Absolutely. All kinds of breakdowns. Things from this show, actually. Right. But we took a little bit of a break. Yep. Things got busy. Things got really busy. (laughs) Joe's going on trips. Touch and go there for a second. Yeah. It's still touch and go. (laughs) Stop lying. It's still touch and go. But we're, we're making it. We're, we're rolling right along. Exactly. Time keeps moving. You got to keep moving with time mm-hmm. or die. Yes. I have hit. <laughs> yes. I, I've hit hit a, uh, a like prison stage. <laughs> I've, chopped, I've chopped off my hair and I'm working out. A lot. yeah why it's full-on penitentiary (laughs) yeah i'm i'm I'm, I'm working out and cutting off my hair yeah so a lot of people some people are like oh you know that that froey hair Mm -hmm. not my thing some people are like can't get enough right you know you're just you just decided to be like people who liked it. It's gone. It's gone. Well, I, I I do this sometimes. I chop off all of my hair and start anew, um, fresh. Yeah. Well, summer's coming up, and I wanted to get my hair cut, but I didn't want to get it cut and then have like curly hair in the summer. Mm. So I got it cut real short, so that throughout the summer it'll grow and still remain short. Yes. Um. So that's that's why I cut it this short. Also, it makes me look mean. Yeah, and mean is cool. And mean is cool. Yeah. Now the next thing is to get some big mean muscles. ink. Oh, oh, I'm gonna go with the muscles. <laughs> so yeah, he's gonna get some big muscles. I'm gonna look. Um, I'm trying to get some big big muscles. <laughs> <laughs> go for it, bruh. Uh, Either Star way, Wars. we're gonna we're here to still geek out. Even though Wyatt does no longer looks like a geek, he looks like um, an inmate. An inmate. <laughs> We're going to still geek out about things because that's what's going on on the inside. Right. And uh, we're going to be doing something a little different this week. Mm -hmm. Not too different, but slightly. So you're actually, you're going to be reacting to a video instead of a serious, like, deep breakdown. Yeah, I I was going over breakdown stuff and I was like, man, you know, I I feel like this is really kind of information heavy. People know this information. Well, not everybody. Not everybody, but I'm doing it on a character everybody knows about. A little mm-hmm. bit of Obi Wan. Obi Wan. And I, I thought, you know, why don't we just kind of talk a little bit more casually about Obi Wan? Yeah. Look at uh, what I think is a really important scene, mm-hmm. not only for the original three Star Wars movies, but also the prequels and the new Obi Wan show coming up. And in fact, it's from Rebels. It's from Star Wars Rebels. So it's an animation. Yeah. Um, did they do motion capture for this fight scene as well? No. Oh, okay. No. Bummer. Bummer, yeah. But it wasn't much. I no, don't want to give it away. But it's a beautiful scene. It's beautiful. Yeah. Very well done. Um, and I'm going to be playing a game. Yeah. I'm going to be testing your visual effects knowledge on can you guess the correct thing? <laughs> I think I have like seven big moments from star wars across the universe of star wars i'm gonna tell you this right now i know a lot about star wars visual effects good so maybe you'll I get maybe I'm you'll get a queen sweep here um 
It's going to be difficult mm-hmm. on some, maybe easy on others. Okay. But I'm really, I'm really throwing a lot at you. All right. And the thing is, I want you all to play along as well. So as we're going through, I want you to leave comments as you're guessing mm-hmm. and then post it once you've guessed all of them. Yeah. And I want to see how many you got right or wrong. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't give A to C options. Each one has three options. Okay. So just kind of know top, bottoms, A and C. A, B, C. All right. Or one, two, three. Or one, two, three. Yeah. Either way. Uh, I will be presenting it to you. We'll be watching clips, looking at pictures, and learning about the visual effects of Star Wars on the behind-the-scenes level. I'm super excited. Absolutely. Um, I, th- I say we just get into it. Yeah. And then Let's we'll come in. back at the end, stick around. We'll talk more about Star Wars to close out the yeah. video. All right. Hey everybody, welcome back to Star Wars Information Breakdowns, things of that nature. I've done like three, maybe four, this might be the fourth week of doing breakdowns or analysis on Star Wars, specifically with filmmaking or composition. We've looked at a variety of things from Cad Bane to Ahsoka versus Magistrate fight, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm actually having a lot of fun learning about the intricacies of the filmmaking in Star Wars. And this week, I'm actually going to play a little bit of a game. We got Wyatt. He's on a microphone. Yes, I'm here. Yes, we don't have a camera for him, but you'll hear him throughout this video because he's going to represent the audience in this video. You all, not exactly. You might guess different than him, but it's going to be fun. We've done this one time before, and what I've done is I've created a series of clips from the Star Wars universe. I ask a question about the visual effects of creating that scene, and then we give the answer. So as we go along, I want you to guess in the comments. I want you to post your answer once the video is done so that I can see what kind of guesses you made along the way. And no right? going back and changing them once no, you have the cheating. right answer. That's cheating. Ge- right? Yeah, we're we're on... Uh, Gentlemen's agreement right. or gentle ladies' agreement. All right. G- gentle folks. Gentle folks' agreement. We're going to virtually shake hands. No cheating. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the first one. This goes all the way back to The Empire Strikes Back. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Pay close attention. So, our options for the visual effects in here is, was this the wall that they're surrounded by? Is this a green screen? Is this a built set 
or or, or is this early projector tech similar to what we've seen with the wall volume but more just old style projectors because we know that we know that in some way that we uh George Lucas was thinking about this a long time ago so did he incorporate it here was he actually utilizing it in some way or was this green screen or a built set what do you think Wyatt now I've seen pictures of this before okay um and I think this is a built set. Okay. I think the background is a matte painting. Okay. Uh, and I think Luke's little thing is over top of a couple mats and stuff. Okay. So I'm going to go with built set. But also, you know, I originally thought it was a mix between set and blue screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so not green screen, but blue. But I'm going to go with built set. All right. Let's uh, let's let's skip Let's see. Let's let's get the answer. Hey. It's a built set. I did want to throw in a caveat why it is right. The floor, I believe that shows all the way down into the the big tunnel that they couldn't build that. Yeah. Um, However, that's probably blue screen. Because I feel like I've seen a picture of it from above and all of that down there was like blue. Yeah. Okay. Uh, But they also had that with... The other one we did for Harry Potter, they yeah. had that for that winding staircase in Hogwarts. Very cool. Um, so yeah, the the surrounding wall is a built set. Very good. One out of how many we have? I think six or seven. Okay. All right, let's go to the next one. We're doing really good. So far, great. Is that is that Wedge? I think that is Wedge. No, that's not Wedge. Wedge. Oh, that's Luke. No, yeah, that's Wedge. Wedge Antilles. Maybe. Good shot. <laughs> People are going to roast me in the comments. You don't know, you don't recognize Wedge Antilles, <laughs> the greatest pilot in the entire galaxy. Yeah, I think that's Wedge. Survived every Star War. And fall. Bob. All right. So we're we're paying attention to the snow walker. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. What are you laughing at? Go ahead. I can't hear you very well with these. Okay. You just keep going on. (laughs) You're doing improv. Give your spiel. All right. So the, the walker, the snow weapon walker, is it a miniature stop motion? Is it a human-sized puppet, or is it early animation? Oh, you want me to answer right now? I was given the I was given the audience at like a moment to pause the video, <laughs> go into the comments, and write down. All right, I, I think about it. I think everybody knows the answer to this question. Maybe everybody's seen the behind the scenes for this scene in particular. You might be surprised. What's the answer? It's miniature stop motion. All right. Let's see if that's the correct answer. Hey. In, in fact, <laughs> if I can ask you yes. to go back, can, okay. we, can we look at that very last where the AT, uh, AT falls? Yes, you can see the snow look kind of like Play-Doh. Watch this. Watch look at the snow at the feet. 
right there. No, I'm I'm saying the next part. Oh, maybe that's not this. So there's one of them where it falls, and you can actually see a latch on one of the foot. Oh, one really? Of the feet break loose. Oh, heck there's yeah. a latch that breaks loose, and then it falls forward. Very cool. Yeah, I don't know if it's that one or not. So yeah, this was a uh, this was an actual miniature. Yeah, um, done with stop motion. So if uh, you might know this, I would beg to differ. A lot of people might not know this. I mean, yeah. Star Wars geeks would know it, but maybe not. So let's go ahead and keep moving on. These are these might get a little more tough for you. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next one. Oh, I don't know much about these ones. This iconic moment, J.J. Abrams films were like, maybe these will be good. Yeah. <laughs> This scene in particular is really beautiful. Absolutely. Uh, and then they kind of just throw it away for a crappy joke in the second movie. <laughs> this epic scene, she holds out the lightsaber, all of it. Yeah. Oh, the lightsaber, beautiful. Paying close attention, Wyatt. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to think I might have should have shortened these a little. <laughs> it's all right if you feel the need to skip through them. All right, so. We're going to be focusing on the physical set that was being used to walk on for the scene, all right? Mm -hmm. Is this a real location? Okay. Is this a built set with blue screen around them, so like the ocean, the sky? Or is this a real is this kind of like a real location with blue screen? So you have a built set that's utilizing blue screen in a studio. You have a real location utilizing blue screen for extras, or is this just an all raw scene? This is tough, actually. Yes. Um, because I feel like I've seen set photos of the location, mm -hmm. like a physical location. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I don't remember blue screen stuff. Okay. Uh I'm going to go with real location. Real a. location. All right, you're going with A? Yeah. Everybody leave your comments which one you think is correct, and let's get the answer. A. <laughs> real location, everybody. Wow. Wyatt's got three. Am I three for three? Three for three. Okay. Well, three for three, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that one was close. It's, the lighting is really dynamic. Yes, and I actually cut out a scene that gave it away. Okay. So there was this beautiful drone helicopter camera shot that sweeps around them quickly. And I know, I was like, oh, that's obviously. That might be what I was remembering. Yeah, because it shows this really wide thing yeah. of circling this mountaintop that they're on. And it's really beautiful and dynamic, but it came right after that. So I cut it to try to but stump of, you. But of course, you know, with modern technology and a drone shot like that, we know you that. could do it. ILM is kind of known for 
their ability to like generate those little miniature type stuff. Mm -hmm. So they could probably just put a fake Luke and a fake Ray, but the lighting and the lighting would probably look good and it probably would look real. Yeah. Um, But doing it all real is Mm -hmm. better. So that was close, but you got it right. Awesome. (laughs) All right, let's go to the next one. Yes, Ambassador Snoke. No, that's not his name. Yeah, that is Snoke. It's Snoke, but it's it's not Ambassador. <laughs> Idiot. Think you can use the force. <laughs> <gasps> All right, so... For Snoke, they did motion capture. Did they use Lawrence Kern? Did they use Toby Kebbell? Or did they use Andy Serkis? Did they Okay. Do you know this? So, as the uh, Star Wars uh, The Force Awakens movie came out, I was Star Wars 100%. Yes. I was looking at every behind the scenes, every set photo, uh, every cast list. Yes. And so I know 100% for certain Mm -hmm. that Circus did Snoke in the first movie. Okay. I don't know if this is like a trick question because you know I know that Circus did Snoke in the first movie. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm going to stick with Circus. All right. Everybody got your answer? If you don't know who Andy Serkis is, he's done a lot of motion capture in films. He did um, Caesar the Ape from Planet Apes, and obviously, famously, he did Gollum and other things as well. So let's see if he happened to be the one who also did Snoke. Hey, it's Andy. Yeah, see, because I I feel like that could have been a trick question where it's like he it could have been play Snoke, but this is the second movie where it was played by Lawrence Kebbell or whatever <laughs> else was on there. You know, I that that would be a good trick. However, that's not the case. So I you're doing really well, man. I told you I know my Star Wars. <laughs> you know Star Wars. You know your filmmaking for Star Wars. All right. Things might get a little more difficult from you said here that on. Last time. I think this might be information you truly don't know. Okay. All All right. right. Um, If you get these next few correct, I will be surprised. All right. So it's been easy mode up until now. Relatively easy mode. All right. In my opinion. Now, if I was guessing, I would guess all these correct. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, maybe. All right. All right. Let's go to the next one. A little prequel action. A little bit of Darth Maul. All right. So the bike that Maul sits atop. Is there a built bike prop? Same looking as what we see on screen. Maybe minus the things that needs to hold it up, mm. right? Is it a blue screen or BS bike? 
or is there no bike at all for the actor to sit on? So I feel like there can't be no bike at all. Okay. Because the actor needs reference mm-hmm. at the very least. And the uh, art designers would need reference mm-hmm. if there was no bike at all. So you're eliminating C. I'm eliminating C. Okay. That leaves the BS bike and the built bike. <laughs> BS bike. Um, so an actual bike that's built to look like what we see or is it just like a blue based off of nothing except my intuition of what i saw and i don't know how many hours of watching quarter cruise vfx (laughs) visual breakdowns okay i'm gonna say that this is a built bike prop a built bike prop yeah everybody got your answer let's check it out Oh, <laughs> it's a blue screen bike. They did really good. Also notice no reference for his handles. No. None. Wow. Just okay. sit on top of this blue half shape. Okay, so when he walks to the bike, it's a short sequence, but I was looking at the bike and mm-hmm. I was also looking at the robot because I didn't know which one you were going to ask me exactly. about. And I was like, the bike looks real. Yep. And then he's sitting on it, and I'm looking at it in front of him, and I'm like, that could be fake. <laughs> and so it was really a toss-up. Here. Yeah. Yep. So. so blue screen bike, you missed one, my brother. I did. I, did. I wonder if uh, anybody else has missed any at this point. Well. Don't, don't cheat, remember. Don't cheat, yeah. We'll see, I think, we'll see down in the comments. All right. I think we got two more. Okay. All right. We'll get through these pretty quick. Yeah. Well, the last one, there's a video answer that's beautiful oh. that I want to end the video okay. with. All so right. um, it has to do with Book of Boba Fett. Okay. I'll just give you that. So um, this is not that one, but let's watch it. Pay close attention. All right, so a lot of times directors will do something on set that they want to change later for a specific reason. The iconic bikini scene with Mm. Carrie Fisher, she has a drape that flows down to the ground. It's purple in the film. It's this orangish, reddish purple, mostly purple. Was this sash, this drape, originally blue and made purple after through visual effects was it red and given a purple hue in visual effects or was it just purple hmm i feel like my knowledge of uh what what the sash looks like when they're outside in the sun Mm -hmm. i remember it more reddish Mm mm-hmm from behind the scenes photos and no, such? No, from the movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. 
they change they might have changed the actual color of it yeah. because a lot of times with color correction you can just isolate and fix so did they do that with her sash or did they do nothing this could be a trick question <laughs> <laughs> Ah, this is a deep cut, everybody. Yeah, this is tough. Um, I honestly, I have no idea, so I'm okay. kind of guessing here. Okay, give it a guess. I'm going to say red made purple. Okay. Everybody got your comments guess in? Here we go. Behind the scenes picture. Nope. Oh, it's purple. It's just purple. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you tricky son of a gun. Of course, it's just purple. It's just purple. I just had to throw in that classic bikini yeah. scene for this video. Maybe I'll make it the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh-huh. Dang. All right. Yeah, so uh, stumped you again. Stumped me again. So Dang. that's four, four to two? Yeah. If I were a real Star Wars fan, I would know about the bikini. You would, I would know, know about the bikini. Come on. I would actually know. That was the most scandalous the show ever got. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look. So I think this is the last one. Okay. So let's, uh, and it's really cool. So let's, let's, let's watch this scene. Oh. Cold blood. All right. So as we know from Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett, the volume was used for most of everything. Mm -hmm. um, for this, these scenes that are filmed inside of Jabba's room, Jabba the Hutt's um, palace area, you know, throne room, I guess is the correct term. Did they use the regular standard volume LED wall for the background and such with just like props, I guess? Or did they do a mix of, well, a built set, so a completely built set for that? Or did they do a mix of both, so some walls and props are there, which it's kind of obvious they have like the chair and everything, but like the pillars, maybe that could have been real. Um, and then they're just like the back walls are LED. What do you think? So I'm going to go ahead and right off the bat eliminate uh, the volume LED wall okay. of all for all of it because clearly Boba Fett and Fennec Shand walk down the steps. Mm -hmm. So they're there in something. So okay. there is a set. Uh, now, whether there is like a background LED wall, mm -hmm. I can't say for certain. So again, this is kind of a, a toss up. 
a coin flip. <laughs> a coin flip, if you might say. <laughs> so you're you're between a completely built yeah. set or a partially built with LED support. Yeah. The volume support. And I think and 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 here's the thing about the LED wall is that it is super deceiving because yep. all the light is correct. Yes. The light deceiving. the light coming off the wall, everything on their faces, so it's harder to tell you know what's going on yeah so it's easy to be like yeah that's a you know real wall Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna put my faith and 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 my heart into the fact that they built this set for java's throne room okay i'm gonna say there's no led wall here and this is a legit set all right I'm going to give you the answer because you don't have headphones on, so you okay. can't hear this video. But write in your comments what your guess is. Post it right now, all of them. Post it right now. And here's the answer for this last one. It is a completely built set. Woo! <laughs> now, I want to I finish by watching this video behind the scenes with Dave Filoni and John Favreau and the creators talking about how they needed to build it. Okay. Um, and it's really good. I just want to end with this clip. <laughs> Jabba's Palace, we were desperate to put that on the volume. The challenge with Jabba's Palace is we simply couldn't find a good scene for where we could go from practical to digital walls. It had to match exactly from the blueprints of the original movie, and Return of the Jedi. When we do recreate things like Jabba's Palace, we show it the proper respect, and not just the respect for making it look like the place, like when we did the cantina, but for the people that worked on it, for the people that were a part of the legacy of Lucasfilm that are the reason we have jobs. Living up to that expectation and living up to that creativity. and there's that weird mobile hanging down the stairs where Carrie Fisher hits her head when she's about, like all the thing, every detail is exact because everybody has a personal relationship with every frame of those movies. And you walk on a set and of course that thing's there, everything, it's exactly the same. That's beautiful. I love the respect that they've given to the Star Wars story by actually taking time to build Jabba's throne room the way that they did to match it perfectly with the original version when they first were creating the idea back when George Lucas was obviously directing or producing the story. So um, thank you so much for watching. I hope that this was fun. Leave a comment below. And let me know if you want to see more content like this. I I do all kinds of content about Star Wars and other franchises, other films, other shows, and dive into the filmmaking of them because I believe that if you know what to look for in shows and movies that these professionals, these masterful creators 
put out and you know how to analyze them correctly, then you can actually learn the tips and tricks and process for production and apply it to your own films tomorrow. So thank you so much for watching. Consider subscribing to the channel and liking this video. That would mean a whole lot. Love you guys. Watch another video if you want to um, that I've done on Star Wars. But right now, Wyatt's going to come back and he's going to talk about Darth Maul versus Obi-Wan Kenobi from the Rebels show and do an analysis for character and story from that scene. So stick around. Wyatt's up next. Hey, welcome back to the studio. We are going to be looking at a scene from Star Wars Rebels. Uh, the main focus is Obi-Wan and Darth Maul. It's a short interaction between the two of them. Uh, an important scene, I feel like, in the uh, Star Wars universe, the saga, if you will, that I don't think we're going to be able to see in the new Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Uh, I believe I read some things that were saying that Darth Maul is not going to be in the show. Uh, and since the, probably mostly because of this scene here, we ultimately know how the story between these two ends. We saw in The Phantom Menace that Obi-Wan fought Darth Maul cut him in half and we thought he was dead in the star wars the clone Wars show it's revealed that he somehow survived that grievous wound and went on to become a very big villain in the later seasons of the clone wars and in star wars rebels he's sort of moved away from this ideology of who the sith are and who the Jedi are, and sort of see them as people that have betrayed him. He wants to destroy both the Jedi and the Sith and kind of just start something new, but still in that sort of corrupt, evil way of thinking that he's in. For Obi-Wan, this is the big deal because this is the first time that we see him in the cartoons as uh, old Obi-Wan, who's watching over Luke Skywalker out in the deserts of Tatooine. And we know that with the new Kenobi show coming up, we're going to see sort of a younger Obi-Wan who's just a few years after his big fight with Anakin and hiding away in the desert. And we're going to be seeing an Obi-Wan who is kind of lost his faith almost, his, uh, his drive of uh, being that kind of that that honorable knight uh, in service of the galaxy fighting for other people and everything and now he's kind of just hiding and doesn't know what to do with himself and we don't know exactly the details of the show just that uh, there's going to be the inquisitors coming in and they're going to be hunting either for him or for some other force sensitive character and i think at least that obi-wan is going to intervene and that's kind of what the story is going to be about. This is kind of going to be the transition Obi-Wan. The the one between the last Obi-Wan who is very, you know, sort of patriotic for the Republic. And uh, knows his place and knows his purpose. And then uh, a Star Wars A New Hope's Obi-Wan who is, uh, he's found some sort of 
peace almost like a an ancient sage or wizard hiding away in the desert but not lost not you know uh searching for purpose kind of has come to terms with his situation and knows what he's going to do and is um very dangerous in his own right now so the scene we're going to be looking at is going to be starring that latter obi-wan um and we're just going to look at it and analyze it and talk about it a little bit. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Look what has become of you. A rat in the desert. Look what I have risen above. I have come to kill you, but perhaps it's worse to leave you here festering in your squalor. If you define yourself by your power to take life, a desire to dominate, to possess, but you have nothing. Uh, so real quick, uh, I'm going to be maybe stopping and rewinding a little bit throughout this. Again, I'd like to reiterate the fact that uh, Obi-Wan in this has kind of found who he is and what his purpose is in the galaxy. Uh, and it's pretty obvious that Darth Maul doesn't understand uh what that means he 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 thinks that obi-wan is kind of just rotting out here and uh hiding away from everyone um and and doesn't understand that there's a bigger purpose than his own goals and his own desires and even obi-wan says that if you value certain things like uh but like how you can fight or take a life or whatever, you're not going to find a true meaning, a true passion. And so we see that this Obi-Wan is a big contrast to the Obi-Wan that we're going to see in the Kenobi show. So let's keep watching. And what do you have? Why come to this place? Not simply to hide. Oh, you have a purpose here. Perhaps you are protecting something. No, protecting someone. This is a very poignant moment, I think. Uh, we see every time Obi-Wan has to uh, defend himself. He really kind of almost takes pleasure in his own skill, something that he was just uh, uh, berating Maul over. You know, every time in the prequels, he has to fight, you know, either alongside Anakin or by himself. He's always making a witty comment, jumping into it with a smile, keeping emotions out of it. And uh, it's interesting, though, that every time he is fighting for something more or he's fighting to defend somebody, he gets very um, – he doesn't get angry, but he, get, he does get emotional. We see that when Darth Maul kills Qui-Gon Jinn in the first movie, uh, Obi-Wan goes from being serious about the fight to being all in to putting every bit of his emotion into the fight and into winning. And that's what made him so dangerous. 
And we see when in his fight against Anakin, uh, this is a very emotional battle. He's putting everything into this, and uh, he wins ultimately because he's not holding back. And then again here, Maul mentions uh, you're not just hiding. If, if he was just hiding, if he was just avoiding being caught, I think Obi-Wan would go into this fight a little bit more. I mean, I'm going to use the word flippant, although I know that's not the right word, but not with quite so much gusto that he ultimately goes in here with. Um, because the next few scenes and the next short interaction that they have is a deadly one. Uh, and I don't think the fight would have been quite so deadly if Obi-Wan wasn't serious. So let's continue. <laughs> Very short interaction. I remember watching this for the first time and I thought, oh yeah, here we go. These two aren't really uh, mincing words here. They have a very short conversation and then go right into the fight. Uh, which I, I feel like kind of makes sense. They've both been a through quite a bit at this point. They don't really need to have a long, drawn-out kind of Luke- vader conversation they know that they're enemies they know that their goals are different and so they're just throwing a few words at each other but we see from this interaction that obi-wan has done more than just take luke out to the desert and hide he's achieved almost like this grand master status of learning in the force his movements are very precise they're very quick this is a very samurai-esque scene short fast uh very beautiful to watch even though it's so fleeting and it tells a story about who these people are maul has not changed over the years he's not developed a new fighting style he has relied on the strength that he has and the anger that he has throughout the series whereas obi-wan clearly by this point has changed quite a bit and is furthering not only his ability with the force his ability with patience and time but also his abilities with uh, uh the lightsaber and you know the usage of it tell me is it the chosen one he is He will avenge. 
avenge us. That last part, it goes to show that Maul still believes that uh, he was wronged. Uh, and clearly, if you watch the Clone Wars show, he was very much tossed aside by Darth Sidious. A member of his clan, um, Savage Opress, I think his name was. Wacky, it was a wacky naming system. Uh, Savage was killed by uh, Darth Sidious and then... Darth Maul was sort of tossed aside not to be the apprentice anymore, but he's still under the uh, idea that he was wronged and he needs to be avenged. Uh, and he, I think, believes that Obi-Wan kind of feels the same way too, but we know that Obi-Wan has kind of made peace with that at this point and that he's going to go on to not try and destroy the Sith and destroy the Jedi, but to try to bring, pardon my pun or wordplay here, but a new hope for the Jedi and for the Force. And he's going to sacrifice his life doing so, uh, even you know, knowing that perhaps he can continue to guide Luke in the future. Also, you know, the training that he has gone through here on Tatooine, and I do believe he was training. I don't think he was sitting sitting idle by and just waiting, but I think he was training. And I think that training um, prepares him for uh, being the Force Ghost kind of character and helping to guide Luke even after he's gone and sort of joined in with the Force after he's dead. But it's really cool to see what Obi-Wan looked like before uh, the – or like right at the end of the beginning of the Empire's reign and right here, right sort of just a few short years before the events of A New Hope starts. And then uh, it's super cool and exciting to see that middle stage the uh, after Luke is a few years old. Uh, and Obi-Wan is still trying to process what happened that his, you know, best friend and uh, apprentice, you know, became evil, that he killed his own wife, that all the Jedi are dead. This Obi-Wan uh, has made peace with that and knows how to deal with that uh, and honestly how to get what is in his way out of the way so that he can make sure that Luke can save them. Uh, as opposed to the Obi-Wan who doesn't know what he's going to do. He doesn't know where he's at. Uh, and I think this is, again, an important scene to look at and to analyze and think about going into the Kenobi show that this is kind of where we're going to end up because we're not going to see Darth Maul. And I don't know that we're going to see this version of Obi-Wan in the show. So thank you guys for watching. If you like this video and you like this content, please leave a like and subscribe down below. Turn on the bell notification as well so that you can get notified when these videos uh, are released. So thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next time. 
So right off the top, mm-hmm. you just finished talking about Kenobi and kind of the history of where he's at in this place, yes. right? But what are you thinking about the Kenobi show after the trailer is dropped? After you know we're kind of seeing where we are in the story. Luke's mm-hmm. about seven. Yeah, Luke's like young. seven, eight. You know what I mean? But even in um, even in that clip, in that Rebels clip, I believe at the end you see Luke running like to to his house yeah and i don't think he's i think he's kind of uh probably closer to like 15 or 16 gotcha not quite where you know and where this, he's at. you know ben kenobi he looks like he, he looks like we're about to jump into a new hope oh yeah and you know they're I mean? even they're even even moving away from the uh from the ewan mcgregor style voice that they used in the clone wars and moving into more of that Alec Guinness, yeah, you know? yeah. May the force be with you. May the force Always. be with you. Like he's he's got a nasal passage issue. I remember May once the force be with I was you. watching a video with the guy who plays this Obi Wan in it, and uh, it was it was I don't remember who it was. It was some movie review YouTube channel, mm-hmm. but they had him on, and they were talking about the new Star Wars movies and new stuff like Rebels and stuff coming yeah. up, and. Uh, I re- I commented on the video and I was like, uh, "This man is a treasure," <laughs> and you know stuff like that. Like yeah. I really appreciate him and his act. Yeah, he replied to my comment. He He's did. Like, yeah, he was like, "Thank you very much. It's good to you know see the appreciation and so the love." The in voice the actor for yeah, that voice actor for re- that replied to your comment. Yeah, it was really cool. I was He's very a, happy. How old is this guy? He sounds like he's an older man. Yeah, but his his is, is he actually an older man? Yeah, by judging not by like how he old looks. old, but uh, I think more uh, later middle age. And he's of. all up on the YouTube's. But well, this was a while ago, but still, it was it was a cool experience. He's he's got that. Um, I it, it is Sir Alec Guinness, right? I think so. Who plays the original Obi Wan? I'll he, tell you, he does that voice that. Um, <clears throat> Never before has there been a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Yeah. You know, he does that so well. Uh, I I I think it's, yeah, when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, that's, wait, it can't be. It can't be. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, too. Uh, it's very cool. I have a question. Yeah. And I think I've asked this before. Alec McGinnis. Yeah, Alec Guinness. Um, with the new Kenobi show coming out, do you think we're gonna get any Liam Neeson? I haven't seen any Liam Neeson. Anything. I I think no. Um, but they could be there, keeping it under wraps. There's potential. That here's the thing. I know you said it looks like we're not going to see any Maul. Yeah. But we were saying that all the way up until No Way Home came out for Tobey yeah. Maguire and Andrew Garfield. But also, like you know, they didn't. We didn't necessarily know that Ahsoka was going to be in Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. She just you showed know, up. She just kind of showed and up, and everyone wedded themselves. Yeah, everybody was kind of like Rosario Dawson's doing something. She's she's, on, she's something. done. She's doing, doing something. something. Maybe it's Ahsoka. She'd be right. a great Ahsoka. Well, because everybody there were all of the uh, all of the um, fan art mm-hmm. was of her as Ahsoka. Everybody saying she'd be a great Ahsoka, and then we um, saw it. But I think it would be cool to see. It's possible. Uh, it's just they're really going. They seem to be really going heavy with this Inquisitor thing, mm-hmm. and so I think they're going to be the big antagonists, most likely. Um, so. Does what's Maul's relationships with the Inquisitor? Uh, I don't think he likes them. Okay, because they are 
a tool for Darth Vader and Darth Sidious. So let me ask you this. So I don't think... Now, Dave Filoni's not directing this. Mm -hmm. I don't even think he's producing it. Yeah, Um, I don't know. But do you think that Star Wars, Disney, would try to retell in a live action what they've already told from Rebels or Clone Wars? Like, they wouldn't do... I don't... We haven't seen this at this point, but I don't know that it would be smart to try to retell the same story just live action, but they could do it. If they did this scene... Mm-hmm. With Ewan McGregor and Ray Park, be sick. I th- I think I would scream like a little girl <laughs> because that is easily one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars. All of Star Wars that is is that scene because we know how Maul fights. Yeah, and we know how Obi Wan fights, and and the fact that he just one two, mm-hmm. you know. I I'll say this though. Ray Park is busy. He is. As the Darth Maul. Yeah. If you check out his Instagram, he's got all kinds of, you know, what do you call them? Conferences? Uh, yeah, cons, like Comic-Con Comic-Con stuff. stuff. Where he's getting his prosthetics on. Mm-hmm. And we've mentioned this. We've mentioned this on the podcast. There is high possibility that he's showing up in the live actions at some point. At some point, at least. Um, now, Ray Park, he didn't do the mall that was in Solo, did he? Was that him? Oh, I don't know. Let me ask you I this. I actually don't know. Who played? Uh, it was interesting, though, that Darth Maul was in Solo. I thought that was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like they were setting themselves up for something. Especially because sort of during that time, he's he's so heavily involved with um, Ezra Bridger. He's trying to get Ezra Bridger to be his apprentice. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, and he's searching for like the the holocrons and things. Yeah, I think um, well, I'm I'm looking at right here. Uh, character is simply listed in the credits as Maul. Well, go into why in a second. But he is still played by actor stunt performer Ray Park, who origin who originated the role Phantom Menace. Okay, so it he looks ha- like it says he has a different voice though. Yeah, so they did a different voice acting. But. Yeah, so um, so Sam um, down uh, does it say who who voices Maul? Cause Sam, Let's see Peter, yeah, he replaced the original no voice actor. Oh, who voiced Maul in the fan? Oh no, but yeah. So Ray Park, he didn't do the voice even in Phantom Menace. He was oh, just okay. the physical actor. Oh, okay. So the Peter, uh, surf, 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 surf. oh okay. He, so they he did. did the they they got the original guy who voiced Darth Maul. It was a dub. It was a dub in the Phantom oh, okay. Menace. So Ray Ray Park has never spoke for Darth Maul. And then Sam, um, something or another. I don't remember his last name. He voices Darth Maul in uh, the Clone Wars and in Rebels. Yeah, and okay. he does a good job. So. But it seems like they got Ray Park back for the physical acting even in Solo. Yeah. So he's busy. I mean, his Instagram is all about the fact that he is Darth Maul. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? And that's crazy because he's been in so many other movies. So many. So I mean, he played Toad yeah. in uh, the X-Men, the first mm-hmm. movie. He played um, Snake, Snake, Snake Eyes in the, I think origi- in the original G.I. Joe yeah. movies. He's been in a lot of stuff. And a lot of the things he's been in, he's 
worn a mask. Yeah. And so you don't know it's him, but you can tell it's him by his physical acting. Mm-hmm. I've been able to watch a movie and see some <laughs> dude in, in a mask and he's fighting. I'm like, that's Ray, Ray Park. Park. Ray Park. That's 100% Ray Park. <laughs> yeah. But so what I'm saying is it's possible. Okay. Um, based on his Instagram, he's always doing Darth Maul things. Mm-hmm. So he could easily just slip into putting on the prosthetics for a quick, yeah, you know, maybe quick, Kenobi season little, two role. You know what I'm saying? Just a, just a little five hour prosthetic process. Yeah. You yeah. know, just slip into the role for a few minutes. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it could happen. I I mean, I'm interested to see it. Yeah. I mean, it, it'd even be cool to just hear his voice. Yeah. I don't know how they would deliver that for the storytelling, but it'd be cool to hear his voice. Um, switching gears real quick before we end mm-hmm. for this episode. Good freaking job on that game. Thanks. I really didn't think I'd be able to do it. You missed two. I did miss two. Uh, but those those are tricky ones. Which ones did you miss again? I you... missed the Leia's bikini. <laughs> you thought it was, it was, was red? Like, because I'm remembering the outside. Yes. Where it's all orange and red they and could do that too the, though the big pop of color is luke's lightsaber mm-hmm. um and then the other one was was it the outside was it was it the was it it wasn't the last question it, it might have been the one where it was ray and luke on the mountaintop no i got that one then the other one was maul Mall yeah on the mall bike. on the speed bike yeah yeah you got that, that one that wrong. was a blue screen i thought is, it was isn't uh, that crazy yeah. Now, the thing is, I, I'm basing these answers a little bit on what's shown in the pictures. Mm-hmm. So we know the only time Maul's really on that bike in that setting is that scene. Yeah. So I can deduct and say we don't have anything else from the behind the scenes. So we know blue speed bike. Yeah. Um, it very well could have. They could have made an actual thing. Yeah. And but if, if I know, had, like, looked at the shadow you know of the bike and and looked at if i had seen the bike i think for just a few frames more yeah i would have been like okay it's fake it's fake uh either way you did good four and you missed two yeah or you got five and you missed two you got five and you missed two um good job i probably wouldn't have gotten as many it was a good game it was a fun game you liked it yeah I prepared it just for you, my man. I, I was really excited to do that. <laughs> that got me amped. Yeah. And uh, let us know in the comments if you like the format. I know we did stuff a little different this week, both a game and you talk, you analyzing video, yeah. which doesn't usually happen. I'd like to do it a little bit more. I think you flowed really well with it. I, I enjoyed it, yeah. I think it, I think it moved along very nicely. I'd like to build on that yeah. with you. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Subscribe to the podcast channel. That's, which, that's where you're here watching this right now. Um, we do a podcast every Monday and Friday night on audio platforms like Spotify and yeah. Apple Podcasts. So check us out there. You hear us talk a lot more. We do get to talk a lot more. And Josh is there, too. Yeah, he's so also there. He, it's, there's three people talking. Our, <laughs> our conversation can get crazy and And giggly. And giggly. We giggle a lot. And a little bit angry sometimes. Sometimes real angry. Sometimes Sometimes mean. I actually cut out a part of the podcast where I kind of, 
I kind of, I was this close to screaming at Joshua. Oh, yeah. But I made a comment that sounded like I was angry. So I was like, oh, I'm going to cut that out. I didn't realize that. It was when I said, he made it, he interrupted my thought. And I said, if you don't have anything productive to say, just be quiet. Oh. And so I cut that out. Oh. So either way, uh, <laughs> well, if you're here at the end of the video, you know that happened. Yeah. It's okay. We're humans. And we still love each other. So thanks for watching. Thank you. Thank you.